All right. All right, JJ, thank you for joining me, man. I'm actually really excited for this. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners, man? All right, man. Uh, my name is Jamari Jones, actually, but I go by JJ. Yes, sir. You know, many people know me by JJ. Jamari Jones? Jamari Jones, nice, yes, sir. Nice, man. So where you from? I'm from Plant City, Florida. Nice. So many people don't know where Plant City is. It's, it's basically central Florida. It's like mm-hmm. right out, right east of Tampa, so, okay. so small country town. Plant City High School? I went to Plant City yeah, High like School, we were yes, talking sir. about earlier, I went to Sickles High School, so, I mean, there's not really any rivalry there, but kind of. Yeah, but you done played, we done played yeah, all a couple times, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 smacked y'all boys a couple ah. times. <laughs> <laughs> so what brought y'all the way down to FGC in Fort Myers, man? Uh, Actually, I was a part of a, a AVID program. Mm-hmm. At my middle school, they got me into an AVID program. Yeah, um, okay. And I always thought it was for students that was like, you know, super, mentally inclined and, and super smart, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then when I, like, as I grew older, I, I, I grew to understand that it was about helping kids that had, you know, potential, mm-hmm. but they didn't have the, the surroundings to the help them. Yeah, the resources to get there. So they'll pull you out of whatever classes you was in and kind yeah. of challenge you. And so with that being said, we used to go to a lot of uh, trips, you know, around the different campuses and stuff. Yeah. And I followed along and went through high school and I went to, uh, I was in Abbott in Plant City High School, mm-hmm. and we came to Fort, Florida Gulf Coast. Mm-hmm. And when I first seen the campus, I'm like, "Yo, nice. this lit." It's lit. <laughs> I'm like, "This lit, man! I gotta, I want to come here. I got a beach on campus. Like, yes, I ain't sir. never seen nothing yes, like sir. this. So nice. it just seemed like paradise." So, what's your major right now? Uh, entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. Full time yeah. entrepreneurship. Full time, yeah. But it's it's not a focus on a, like a normal entrepreneur. Like mm-hmm. they might look to get profits all the time. Yeah. Like, I do a lot more social entrepreneurship. So. Right, that's where I, social entrepreneurship, that's, that's a good point. We can start off right there. So yeah. I know you have a very interesting backstory. If you want to start off with your backstory, who you are as a person and why and what social entrepreneurship means to you. you know, yeah, so um, as a person, um, I'm somebody that's very, you know, I've seen a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've seen a lot and, you know, I, I come from poverty, mm-hmm. you know, and I wouldn't say like extreme poverty, but it was, it was enough to where I couldn't see a lot of things that so, a lot of, I couldn't really grow up. Sir. Like a normal kid, a lot sir. of times, so I had to grow up real fast. Could you like elaborate a little bit on that? However comfortable you feel. Yeah, like? yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, so you know, uh, having to move around, you know, middle school, I went to, I went to like three or four different middle schools. I, I bounced around from Plant City to Lakeland, Florida, okay, a lot since they're right next door, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the rents a lot cheaper over there. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, as I grew, as I grew up, I realized, and I'm talking to my mom as an adult, she'd tell me like. You know, we moved from here to here to here because, you know, I couldn't I didn't have the money to pay the rent there. Yeah. You know, single single mom, yeah, you know, with yeah. three kids. So yeah. it's oh, it's wow. it's tough. It's tough. Same job paying eleven dollars an hour at rooms to go. So yeah. it was like, how how can you sustain rent anywhere? Mm-hmm. You know, you have to miss one day for a sick day or I get in trouble in school and my brother and you gotta get off and come home. Wow. What's it's a struggle. How do you make that up? So that's really what kind of stemmed from uh to the poverty, you know that's yeah. how that's how we got into that situation, Man. and none of the fathers was there, so it was a it was hard for her, you know what I mean. I feel you. And so mm-hmm. I bounced around. I went to like ten, maybe nine different elementary schools. Wow. So that's why I'm a lot. Of, that's why I'm so social. Okay. You, you had to make. A lot I of had friends. to make a lot of friends, time. man. Every time I couldn't get, it, I, you know, it'd be at, at first it's kind of hard, you mm-hmm. know, you like new kid on the block all yeah, the time, yeah. but. After a while, like you just you learn that okay, just another part of the process. Okay, another part of the process. Okay, yeah. let me get to know these people. Then let yeah. me get to know. By the time I got to high school, I was I was me. Mm-hmm. 
you, you know, Mr. Popular, Mr. Mr. Just, friendly. Yeah, Mr. Friendly. Like, yeah. people felt comfortable talking to me that's about good. anything. So, so that, I'm guessing that's how it leads into the social entrepreneurship. And know, that's how it went to that. You know, yeah. I, I know what it's like. Yeah. You know, I know that all you need is one opportunity. And um, for somebody to see the potential in you. Mm-hmm. Like, so my teachers in middle school, they they seen me. They One was English and one was uh, avid. Yeah. I wasn't an avid at the time, but the classrooms are right next door to each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. So, you know how you can walk in and out of the, you know, between the classes, yeah. those teachers was best friends. Mm. And uh, my English teacher, it was normal English, not honors or anything like that. I wrote an FCAT uh, rights paper. Mm-hmm. I'm a super visual writer, so mm. as a, when I got my, my test scores back, she seen that I got a six on my FCAT rights, which is a perfect score. Okay. And um, I walked in class and I see both of them like just looking at me crying. I'm like, what's going on? I do wrong. Like, you know, I was a class clown. I used yeah, to get in trouble yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a class clown. So I'm thinking, like, I did something wrong. I'm yeah. about to, something happening. Yeah. It was like, you got a six on your FCAT rights. Oh my God. Like, I'm so proud of you. Like, oh, and I'm just like, you know, kind of shocked. Yeah. And so, you know, that, that made me realize that, you know, all it takes is one person to see the true potential in you. Wow. And uh, it'll help you get to where you need to be. Nice, ultimately, that's, that's beautiful, man. And so you think those avid, that, those avid days played a huge they, part. In that you, was man. pivotal. That, that was, was the pivotal. biggest point. That was the biggest part of my growth. Like yeah. as far as me wanting to expand and see mm-hmm. something bigger. Yeah. You know, because in that small town, you don't really see much. You yeah. know, you see the same things, yeah. the same process. Yeah. And so when you finally get out, you know, because your mom ain't gonna take you to exactly. Florida Gulf Coast University yeah. unless. Yeah. She know about it, or yeah. she, she got ambitions, or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yeah. You know, something provoked her to do that. Yeah. But you know, they they showed me this world. Yeah. You know that it's possible. And so, ever since ninth grade, I made it my job. I'm like, I'm going to Florida Gulf Coast, no matter how I got to do it. I'm getting there. And I did. Uh, I was about to go to FAMU actually. Really. My my freshman year, I was about to go at, right after I graduated, should I say? And I went on a tour there. Mm-hmm. And man, it, it, didn't right. it didn't feel right. I went for three days. Yeah. I went for three days. My mom drove me up. I had an aunt that stayed over there, so yeah. we stayed at her house. But when I went, everything seemed like they was gearing it towards partying, mm. you know. And that's something that they always tell you about family, like, oh, it's party, party, party. You know, you got all the, the TCU. Mm-hmm. Is it TCU? Yeah, Tallahassee Community Tallahassee Community College. Yeah, yeah, yeah. FAMU, TCC. TCC. Ta- yeah, TCC. TCC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, FAMU and Florida State. So it's all like all those students. It's Party. it's easy to get influenced so to you, do the you wrong. weren't you weren't impressed by that. Part I didn't. I didn't. That what, wasn't what I wanted. What, what were you looking for in a college? Where I was. So exact, that made you attracted to FGCU. What, what was it? It was. It was just. Honestly, FGCU just looked like paradise. Uh-huh. Like when you look at it. Yeah. Just from a, like a. a like just a visual perspective, yeah. and you you just like wow, like fam, you look. I'm not saying it's a bad university at all. Like it, it's it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. But sure. when you talk about the visuals, like something that would attract somebody, you know, it's just like food. You see somebody, you see a plate that's you know aesthetically a, a pleasing. You're gonna want it. You're gonna want it more, and that's just how, that's kind of played a part in it for me. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm looking. Yeah. I'm like this. This looks like what you see on a movie, mm-hmm. and so I was like, this is kind of where I, this is where I want to go, man. Yeah. It, that's awesome, man. I, had a good experience. I could take into a, a few points here, but I really want to go back to those avid days, and I want to like emphasize like the importance of just getting the opportunity. Because if the teachers didn't see a potential in you, where do you think you'd be right now? That's a great question, if man. If you never got a chance to be an avid, you never. If I never an got an avid, man, honestly, you know, I, I like to think that I'm self-driven, but avid, I I really wouldn't have had the discipline perspective. Okay. Um, you know, I want to got to learn you know, the Cornell notes or, you know, the like, cause Avid, they give you time to do all this work. Yeah, like yeah. you go in there, it's like a free, co- it's like a free, like it's free time. 
for you to go in there and kind of so get it. So you, you get to take your time. Like, it's not rushed. It's, yeah. What I'm saying is it's not a class, like, where you go into math and you know you're going to study math. Okay. You know okay, what I mean? Okay. It's not. It's dedicated towards what do you need to be focusing on right now? How can oh. you excel at this? Wow. You know, and so if I got if I got science work and I need help, they got mm-hmm. tutors in there to help you with that. They got tutors in there to show you how to write the notes for this class, how to get in the book and, and kind of dissect yeah. the chapters and all of this type of stuff. They teach you what college will show you, and it's like they help they hold you accountable to mm-hmm. like a like a professor would. Yeah. You know, it, the only difference is when you get in college, you're gonna have to do that on your own. But they got the people that'll show you like this is how you need to do it. So they're not really like just giving you the answers, mm-hmm. but they showing you the process. Yeah. And that's what helped with that's what helped with discipline, you know, and learning responsibility. Mm-hmm. So it was like it was like a trade, you know, mm-hmm. like you get in here and this is for people that aspire to go to college. Okay. You know, that wanna be better, that wanna try to, you know, take it to the next level as far as education. Wow. I did not know that about Avid at all. Like I've I mean I've not, I've heard about Avid, I mean high school. I've I just took regular classes. I didn't even know Avid was for that that's, that's what like and if you knew what it stood for yeah. is it's uh advanced mm-hmm. via individual determination wow so that's the <laughs> only that. that's how you I advance via individual determination so I didn't know that man it teach you a lot of discipline man and I, that's what I loved about it so those, that those traits and those lessons that you learned how have they helped you through college they've helped me a lot like just through as far as like note taking mm-hmm. you know like understanding that I don't have to write everything down mm. You know, I can get in here and I can just, you know, what 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 do I need to stick with me for me to understand everything that's been said? Yeah. How do I get from point A to point B? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that it helped me, uh, like, not fail when I got here because I definitely failed when mm-hmm. I got here. Mm-hmm. You know, I almost had to go back home. Yeah. But what it did teach me was that, you know, if you want it, you got to get it. Yeah. You got to. So that always stuck with me. Okay. Like, at the core. Yeah. You know, everything else might have played its part in to where I am now or where I, where I got, mm. you know, and, and how, how far down I fell, but I never stopped. Mm. And it just taught me a lot. Like 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 I said, the note-taking, man, the, the asking the questions, all that type of stuff. Like, when you first get here, it's going to be hard to, to kind of not do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. once you once you get into it, it makes it a lot easier. Like, you know, when you, when you determine, it makes it a lot more easy for you to want to know uh, or to ask the questions yeah. without having to feel a sense of judgment from the, your peers because they, like they always tell you in Avid, you know, if you got a question, that means somebody else in the class got the same yeah, question. Yeah, no, like I understand that a lot too because like one of the biggest things personally for me, I'm such a reserved person. Like I can mm-hmm. be in class, I don't even want to ask a question. Like I really want to ask it, but like yeah. you're just like, you're kind of nervous to step up and like ask that question. You're like, it might be a dumb question. But yeah. Like, you realize, well, you're just as normal as that next guy, next kid over. He might have the exact same question. Yeah. The exact same way as you. So you might Why not just ask, ask, just ask yeah. <laughs> you ask a question, you're helping everybody. Out you really are. And then you learn more. Yeah. Closed, t- closed mouths don't get fed. They don't. And the teacher might veer off into a, something mm-hmm. else that might help them understand it as far as like a concept yeah. that, that she didn't think about or he didn't think about yeah. before you asked the question. Yeah. So they know how to, they, you can put it in terms a lot different if somebody just asked the question and they can understand where our heads are as a That's whole. You know That's what I mean? Some life, got some good lessons to learn from a class. Man. Oh my God! And man. Back to the fact that you learned that in middle school. That's crazy. <laughs> middle and high school, you know, it middle was an ongoing process, but yeah, that's you know. Awesome, man. And I know you said something about when you got to college, you failed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Talking, you want to talk about those failures and how you dealt with them? Yeah, for sure. Um, when I got here, I was a lot more focused on things that I've never been able to do. Mm. Meaning what? And as far as like the the partying. 
you know what I mean? Like the, oh, okay, so just coming, that type of just being far from home. just being away from home. Yeah. Like finally, just like and and being a cool kid on the, like on the block. That yeah, it's not always yeah. cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when people are expecting something from you, mm-hmm. like and that's what that's something that a lot of people don't understand. Like because I, because I got the locks and because I got you know I'm light skinned or whatever. You know, people people are intrigued at how smart you can be. Mm. It's like a shock value. You know what I mean? Like they look at you and they like. You go to school here, you know, and then and then it's like, oh man, like I want to be your friend. And yeah. then when they see how cool and open you are, versus yeah. like what the media might show them yeah. and what they expect, yeah, it make them like just want to give you the shirt off their back, you know. And so with that, it was, you know, it was it was you know some drinking involved, like yeah. a little bit of everything that yeah. come with with college and being the first time here, and yeah. being first generation especially. Uh, you know, I didn't have the tools like as far as somebody growing up telling me, hey. You gonna you gonna run into this or you gonna run into that, but you know don't get consumed with it. And Avid might teach you some things, but you know you still gotta learn on your own. So when I flunked out, I, I didn't necessarily flunk out, but I I felt like a, my first year I felt probably like four classes. I dropped out of like two of them, okay. maybe three. Okay. And um, I was I reached a dilemma. It was like all my people back home, like, hey, come home. You're struggling. You're struggling. Come home. And I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, if I come home. What am I coming home to? You know what I mean? Like, what am I? What am I giving up if I leave here? Mm. And I didn't want to feel like a failure, like to myself, not even to everybody else. Like, it played a part, everybody else for sure, but more so myself. I'm like, I know if I've taken two steps to get here, yeah. I'm gonna take three or four steps back if I go if home. You go home if you give up. If I give up, mm-hmm. so I paid for six, seven classes out of pocket. Wow! But I learned a lot during that time. To get, get in the class early, what it can do for the prof- like you and the professor relationship. Yeah. Leaving later because I didn't have a car, so I had to wait on the shuttle. It might yeah. come thirty minutes later. Yeah. I'm talking to the professor as yeah. much as I can, like yeah. not even trying to, you know, be no teacher's pet or nothing like that, but just Getting just talking. Yeah, just 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 chilling. Yeah. And that it, it made me grow respect for them. Why I didn't want to, I didn't want them to, I didn't want them to seem like they was failing me. Mm. So I took it upon myself to like just. Get A's, get A's, get A's. Like, just show them that you care. And when did this transition happen? Your sophomore year? Or, like, so- the, spring of your, your second semester of your first year? Well, you know, because it's two semesters in a year yeah. or three, if you want to call it. Yeah. After that. After I failed, once I started taking those classes one by one, mm-hmm. which was after my first year. Yeah, okay. Um, I just started to understand everything. Like, because I seen what it, was, what it would have been like if I lost it all. Mm. And I didn't want to lose it all. And I didn't like the feeling. So I was like, man, I got to go hard. I got to go hard, and I went so hard. And to this day, I haven't got anything less than a B in the past two or three semesters. Wow! Wait, like what year are you? Last in right fifteen, now? sixteen. Class. I'm a senior now. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that's impressive, man. Man. <laughs> no less than a B. <laughs> Nothing less than a B. That's that's you know? that's that's determination, man. Having high standards for yourself. Yeah. After that, you have to set a high standard for yourself, and it's not easy to maintain those high standards, is it? it, it it's not. But when you want it so bad. Mm. It just don't even seem like you you really working. Like, your your mindset's so different. Mm. It's like, just do the work. Just have something to turn in. Do the work. And when you realize that every assignment or every quiz or everything just leads you to know more about the subject, and then when the test come, you acing the test because mm-hmm. you are you done everything. Yeah. Like, you understand what's going on. Yeah. Not to miss the assignment. You know, they say C's, get degrees. Well, you might miss an assignment or two, and those assignments might – have more questions on the test than the ones that you did, mm. and now you now you really lost because you you didn't you know apply yourself enough. Oof. 
You just wanted to get the C's, and now you're sitting on the verge. You got a C because you did a, you skipped a couple of assignments, but the test come around. You got to get a B to to you know what I mean, like yeah, to maintain yeah, your yeah. grade. And now you get a, a D or F. You got no leeway, and then you end up finishing with a D or F. You got to retake the class. Wow, that's very true. That's a very <laughs> true point. I learned that like you might as well just do all the work early on, give yourself because now when you maintain such a high standard and high. High grade, like you have a ninety five out of the end of the semester. Yeah, that that exam don't seem as hard. Anymore. It don't seem as hard. The weight ain't that yeah, big. Yeah, the pressure. You ain't, it ain't, you ain't out here cramming at two days <laughs> into it, like drinking coffee. Like oh, I got, I need to get this yeah. to keep this. Like no, it's like I've done the work. First of all, like the only thing that's gonna be on the exam are things I've already learned. Yeah. So so I'm let all, me just. I'm all asked to do just do a little refresher yeah. here and there, and I'll be good. And if I get a B or a C, I still get, get an A. My grade. But I, I know I'm not for, I'm not like reaching to get a you're C. You're not putting yourself. You're not putting the back to the wall. Right. Trying to like just figure everything nah, out. Right? it ain't gotta be it like gotta, that. Don't gotta stress yourself yeah. out like that. You might as well see that's putting in the work early so you can enjoy your time later. Right. Of enjoying your time now and then you're struggling yeah. later and back like as time goes on. Mm-hmm. And that's a life lesson, right? It's there. a life lesson. It's right? different. It's different lessons. Yeah. That's a life lesson. And right? I, I I don't like this whole notion. I know like people say college is the best four years of your life. I'm like, if you make college the best four years of your life, what happens in the next fifty years? Right. That's you know, yeah. <laughs> When you make, when you think about it like that, why you in college, man? Yeah. That's what make college. It's not about the partying and all. It's about the connections, man. Mm. You know the networking. Yeah. And the biggest way I learned that was like when I had those when I when I was out of classes, I was paying for one class a semester mm-hmm. because I didn't have the funds to pay yeah, all yeah, the way, yeah, so I'm yeah, paying hundred dollars yeah. extra. And I was working on campus actually when it was a subway here. Okay. I don't know if he was here when it was a subway here. That was that's how long I've been. I've been here <laughs> since 2014. Oh wow! You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I didn't get here until 2017. Yeah, I was here 2014, and I didn't realize like because I always prided myself in every job I did. So I was I was already working at Subway before I even came here. Mm. You know, and when I got here, it was just I was the best Subway artist ever. I feel, still feel like I'm the best Subway artist that ever exists. And that's fire. I used to no, I used to make the best because I like like I like everything to look perfect. Mm-hmm. Like because you about to enjoy this, yeah, it's, it's gonna make your day feel. It's a standard thing, bro. Yeah. It's a standard thing. And I wanted you to actually be happy with the product that came about. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with that, like I knew I started to know everybody's subs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I know I knew what everybody wanted, and I'm only saying this because when I when I got on academic probation, a lot of the the professors and the people behind the scenes, you know, in in the uh, like in the financial aid office or in the academic offices, they all ate at Subway. Mm-hmm. But I didn't notice at the time. I'm just dealing with these people, growing relationships. Yeah. And then when I got on probation, I had to go in their office. It was like, oh, this is who this is? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Now they want to help me a lot more because the, the relationship's already built. So Even like, when you weren't even trying to, you were just being a nice person who actually cared about yeah. what you were doing. You actually you showed that you cared about the things, even making a sub. Yeah. Something as trivial as making a sub, because you're like, you getting paid for this. All you gotta do is just put some things together. Yeah. It could be as easy just whatever. Yeah, slop together. Give you them get... a bad attitude if you want. To. Yeah. And that you get paid, they get mm-hmm. their food, everybody goes. Down. Everybody goes. If you have a high standard about it, you're not only setting yourself up for something better in the future. Because again, like you said, those teachers came down in line. They said that they saw the work. The amount of work you put into helping yeah. get the good sub. Mm-hmm. Now they're like, I'm actually want to help this. Person. I want to help this person. Like you said, take the shirt off this back <laughs> to help you. It was a, it, it's the best feeling ever, man. When mm-hmm. you just see the transition, like, and that's what kind of got me on my whole networking, 
like just be the best networker yeah. like always be genuine when yeah. you're networking yeah. like don't force anything like that's what showed me all that just working at subway wow working on campus like wow. so i always tell people always get a job on campus at least your freshman year man mm-hmm. it's important for for growing you know getting your face out there yeah you know like get your foot in the door even if you don't know that you ever got to go in that room yeah like you just, never know what's gonna happen. You in never the future, know, right? So might as well have as many doors as open possible. as possible. As just possible. why not? As many opportunities you can create. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, there's a lot of places we can take this, man. And I want to start off with the mind, the mindset shit that you have to make after you failed. Because like you could, like you said, you could have easily just said, "Screw it, I'm gonna go home." Everybody in my family is saying, "Come home." It's the east. It's the most comfortable and easiest choice you could have. Yeah, made. yeah. You said, I mean. What was there some kind of tools that that you kind of came across that kind of helped you made that mind shift to say no I'm not giving up. Um, was it always kind of in the back of your head that you weren't gonna give up? Uh, it was kind of a little bit of both actually. Um, I kn- I knew once I came I didn't want to you know I wanted to at least finish with a degree mm. you know and at that time I didn't even know what I was gonna get a degree in mm-hmm. you know what I mean so um, it was tough but what really did it was. I just knew I had to be persistent in whatever I did. That's just always been my mentality. Okay. You know, and the people I had met here, I knew that even if I didn't continue with school, I'd be all right with who I had met already. At least that's how I felt at the time. Mm -hmm. But I knew if I went back home, like I said, I mean, what is there? You know, everybody, my entire family stays in Plant City, Florida. Yeah. Like everybody, yeah. From you my you have your little world right there. My, it just everything, and I see the people just go through the motions every day, Ooh. and I always wanted more than just going through the motions. The same, you know, the very limited opportunities, mm. you know, in small country town mm-hmm. uh, towns, just nothing mm-hmm. but like factory jobs, mm-hmm. agriculture, fast mm-hmm. food. Mm-hmm. There's no firms or no, you know, big business, you know, and so I always looked at it like, why sell? Why why settle for less? Even if I don't finish school here, I know I can go out here in this world yeah. and make something work. I'm yeah. already here. Yeah. I'm already here. Yeah. And then I got my brothers. My brothers, I got three brothers in prison right now. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, And they doing a long time. You know, So I always told myself why I want to have something for them when they get out Ooh. that you don't have to go and really deal with, you know, corporate America or just people because like a lot of jobs you got one felony Mm -hmm. and that's it they don't trust you yeah they don't trust you at all and there is no second chances it's really no second chances even if you even if you paid your dues yeah for the crime that you did yeah you never really paid them so is that where the entrepreneurship came from like you that's what i want to if for them it's for them and that's why i wanted to help trouble youth because i didn't want them to get to the point where they would fall and not have the opportunities that they may have dreamed of, mm. and then what? It, and that's how recidivism continues to go. Right? What was it? Recidivism. What does that mean? So it's like it's you like never, a, I've never heard that word before, but I love big words. Oh yeah, nah. Recidivism is uh, like if you was to go to prison and you get out and you go back. Oh okay. You know, like you keep keep revisiting. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's really what that that's where that comes at, and it's a very high recidivism rate when it comes to people getting out of prison for the first time. Like, I forget the numbers, but I know for a fact that more than half of them go back um, is that just, after the first year. Is that just due to the lack of opportunity that comes from them? For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I know for a fact that's what it is, you know, just because, I mean, how can how can you – you can have one offense, mm-hmm. you know, one charge, yeah. felony. Let's just put it as a felony. Yeah. 
that stops you from owning a house, mm. owning a firearm to you protect your family. Vote, can you? you can't vote. You can't you can't get a job uh, unless they somebody trusts you enough. And usually you don't pass the background check because a lot of things are done through algorithms. And so if you put your if you put a job application in and you got a and you got a felony, people not even gonna see it. Mm. And then a job I just was working at as a as a lead server, um, I people was coming to get a job through COVID, and three of the four people that came to apply had a felony. None of them had a chance. And I told the kitchen manager, I'm like, man, this is exactly why I do what I do. Mm. Because imagine if I had a family to feed or yeah. a daughter to feed. Yeah son to feed yeah. myself yeah. and I get out and I'm trying and I know that I, you can trust me but yeah. you won't even give me the chance yeah. how would that make me feel and how would I feel moving forward Damn. that's well said man that's beautiful you know so tell me about what is it that you do so right now right now I, I'm working on a, on a venture out uh, program yeah, for sure about that man and that's uh, so venture out is basically for for Troubled youth. It don't even necessarily have to just be troubled youth, but anybody that want to, you know, take that next leap forward, that might not have the resources or the people to, you know, help them out. Mm. Um, it's really to, to get them to under, understand that it's okay to talk about what you need, you know, to vent. Mm. And because that's what that was me all way all day. That was me. Like I needed to vent, mm-hmm. and I needed to get off my chest what I needed, what I wanted. It was hard to do it at times. Yeah. And I got the right advisor, and she helped me like vent, like because she genuinely cared. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like no school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. genuinely cared, yeah. and that's really what like struck. Like I know that venting is the biggest part of really growth. You need an outlet. You need an outlet. You yeah. need one. Somebody that understands. Bottles up, and it's hard to find. Like that's the biggest thing, because I know like even like talking to people about simple things that go on through our lives, it's hard to find somebody that can, you can trust. Right. And and also that understand that take the time to understand yeah. different people, like everybody's different. Mm-hmm. So because I don't come from where you come from, don't mean we can't get to the same end goal. Yeah, it don't mean that I'm lacking anywhere else other than you. Perspective yeah. is just different. Yeah, but I know I know some more than you in some aspects, and you don't some more than me in some aspects. Let's meet in the middle. Yeah, help each other get to another level we could never get without each other. Yeah. So that's what the venture out thing is about, man. Like let's connect, and once we vent. And we get it all out. Like now, you can really venture out into the world and mm-hmm. start to really understand what's out there for you. You know, because the world is so big, mm-hmm. the world is huge, man. <laughs> and when when you don't vent or venture out, you you stuck and you confined to this small place on a on a on a map. Wow. And you'll never get out. Very true, man. You'll never get out. So, what phase of the venture out pro- like program are you in right now? So uh, I do a lot of speaking. So I I speak to a lot of like different average uh classes okay and um i've actually publicly spoken at a couple uh cluiston high school with my uh old advisor who's mm-hmm. no longer my advisor anymore mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but she's like a mentor of mine yeah. so i've been able to speak with her classes and stuff and then COVID happened so i couldn't really go in classrooms and, and anything like that to yeah. really promote it or yeah you know do that aspect of the program mm-hmm. so now i'm looking to you know kind of pivot to something online to where you know people can come in and listen, but I I figured you know it's, I might as well just start a podcast about mm. a lot of these different topics and a lot of the, the different tools that I'm looking to teach the kids like you know the resume building and yeah. and I do a lot of uh, community service as well you know not even just for the venture out but things that are you know kind of similar to it mm. so that I can you know still p- play my part 
And um, that's what I've kind of been doing right now. So it's not really off the ground as much as I really sure, wanted to, sure. but, you know, circumstances it's happen. It's in the process. It's in the process. It's in the so. works. So I would like to talk about, you said you were one of the topics. Like, what, what would be a topic for these kids? To, like, what, was, what would be a topic that you would teach these kids? Well, one of the topics, uh, it definitely would be to, it would definitely be networking for networking, one. Okay. Like, that's huge in mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. you know. But understanding how to network, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. understanding how genuine your approach must be. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to, you know, be cookie cutter or anything like that. There's no real recipe for it. Mm-hmm. It's just applying yourself and not being afraid to talk about what's, you know, what's on your mind. Like, just put it out there, man. There's no dumb ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, that your story can always, that's it really what. Somebody. It can impact somebody. The story can always impact somebody. And the story really is what makes a lot of these big businesses and companies. It's That's always the story, man. The, I just say this. <laughs> I live by this. I say it no matter, like Nike, like it's the brand. It's the story behind yes. it. Yes. It's the story. That's why we continue to support them without whether they're doing really well or really bad because mm-hmm. we believe in their story. In their story. And, and it's easy to become a commodity because at the end of the day, these things that they're selling us are just products. It's they're a shoe. Anybody can make a anybody yeah. can make a shoe. Why should I buy your shoes? The story that you're it's telling the, me is the yeah. way you're making me feel. Mm-hmm. The stories matter. Yeah, they they definitely matter. And they always, and a lot of those companies got a lot of like you know celebrity backing to mm-hmm, them and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's just a part of of you know companies and and promoting. You know, but it's still a story. You know what I mean? Like they everybody got a story. And even like uh, Sarah Blakely, like her story is phenomenal. You know, she and I think she she was the one that did Spanx. Mm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that thing is a billion dollar company at this yeah, point. Yeah. But her father and something I I was re- listening to one of her podcasts and her father actually, uh, p- put her on a Wayne Dyer, uh, cassette tape. And Wayne Dyer is like a motivational speaker. He passed away. Rest in peace, Wayne Dyer. But I listened to him. He's super spiritual. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's somebody that I actually. That has helped me grow as a as a person in my perspective, and he said that if he was to, um, if he was to listen, start listening to Wayne Dyer at the age that he gave her that cassette tape, mm. he'd be so much further off, and it's like actually happening for yeah. me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. and I love that too. This is like sometimes you just gotta reach down and grab somebody, put them to your level because you don't know what level they can go to. Next. You never know. And that's what happened with you with the Avid. Avid. Man, Avid. That's, that's <laughs> always It always goes it. back to the Avid. It always goes back to yeah. Avid, man. You got to count yourself lucky, man. Like, I, I think so. We all get lucky in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Somebody just sees something. Somebody's seen it, gives man. gives us an opportunity. But at the end of the day, it's up to us to maximize those opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I want you to talk about that. Why is it important for these kids? Because you can help these kids and go into their class, talk to them all, all like rile them up, give them all this motivational stuff. Yeah. But in one knee out the other. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not gonna work. So, what's uh, is it important to maximize these opportunities that these people are giving you? It's 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 definitely important, you know. And a lot of the stuff, you know, start at home, man. You know, it. Honest to God, you know, my mom, she was one of the biggest reasons why I was in this, like, why I am the type of person I am. Mm. You know, given that she's a, a baby sister, and she's taking care of a lot of our family members. Like, when we couldn't, when we wasn't making it, or when I didn't know how we was doing it. She was making it work, mm. like taking in sisters, mm. taking in some of their kids, like, you know, and still having three of her own and still being a single uh, mother. And, you know, some of the sisters not even having a job when they came in. None of the wow. kids having a job. How does she lot, do That's a lot on your plate. That's a lot. on. That's a lot. But she never gave up on anybody, man. Like, to this day, everybody, that's, that is like the, the glue to the family. Mm. 
And so just being able to see that, like, growing up, it just kind of helped me always have, the, the like, the purest heart, like, the biggest heart, always being super caring and compassionate and just wanting to make the next person next to me better and happy, you know, just, just naturally because I've seen it all my life growing up. So when you speak about is it is it important for people to maximize it, I mean, you have to put it all together, like, at your, whenever it's right for you, mm. you know, you have to put it together, but you have to refine those those skills and those tools wherever necessary, you know. So I can tell you this or tell you that, but maybe you're higher in discipline than you are responsibility. But maybe now you need to work on responsibility. And I got through college like that a lot. You know, me and my brother, my god brother, we talked a lot because he stayed with me. He go to, go to school here too. But, like, some months we'll have a month where we just talk about responsibility. You know, or we talk about discipline. Like mm-hmm. this is the word of, of, for the month, or mm-hmm. word for the next five months. Like wow. understanding, like every time that we have discipline, how we, how we incorporating that in what we do, and we'll come back and we'll talk about it, have the stories, and be like, man, I seen I had discipline when this happened, mm. or I seen I kept my composure when this, this happened. happened. You know, and it Account- just you need an accountability partner. Yeah, you need that, man. You, and that's all important with the people you keep around you. And that's why I say it's always about who you got around, man. Your association. It's, it's super important because some people just want to keep you down. Yeah. And it's easy to do it. And they know they're doing it, but you don't know because you're expecting them to mm-hmm. kind of be that person that you can go to to yeah. Keep you up, but for those kids that are they're, they're all they've known is this bad association. Because at that point, you, when you bred in it, when you live in it, you don't know it's bad because bad mm-hmm. and good is all subjective. Right? Yeah, yeah. This is good for me because these guys are nice to me. They get me. They help me out here. Like they, all oh, my mama ain't home. They taking me. They, 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 they protecting me from the hood. And they, they put me in this. They help me find more friends, but not necessarily getting me. In the long run, they're not gonna get you the results you want. Right. right. So how do you? How does a person? take account of their association, whether good or bad, and say, is this going to be the associate that's going to help me get to where I need to get to? How does one go through that process? Yeah, uh, I think it starts with, you know, catching them early enough. Mm. You know, like somebody, somebody, because as a child, you you won't know good or bad. You know, mm-hmm. like it's always somebody that plays a huge part in why you think what some, something's good or something bad. Yeah. You know, it's always somebody, yeah. in my opinion. Like, I just Oh, yeah, no, I think you're right. You yeah, know, so sure. if you can catch them before they get to a point where you, they, you can't really tell them nothing or they make that one mistake yeah, that they yeah. might get, yeah. you know, like crushed by the world, yeah. then it, it'll, it'll minimize the risk for them to, you know, continue to think like that and to help them grow from a fixed mindset to a growth mm-hmm. mindset, wow. you know what I mean? Yeah. If you catch them early enough wow. and show them. So, like, with Avid, that's exactly what it did. Like, I was that kid, so I thought like that. But then when I went on these trips to these colleges and I'm seeing people just, you know, just the college world, people going with their books in their hand or the mm-hmm. backpack mm-hmm. and they minding their business, mm-hmm. eating in the patio with their friends, mm-hmm. you know, or in the cafeteria. It mm-hmm. was just like, I'm just looking around like, this it, This another world. i never seen this. But I was, they caught me early enough. So that's why you say, what would I be without somebody you know seeing the potential in me and going to have it yeah i couldn't tell you i really couldn't tell you but i could tell you this it wouldn't be where i am now mm. you know no matter how determined i wanted that i am for myself or yeah. whatever like yeah. i just couldn't see myself in this setting right now talking to you without Abbott. wow you know so somebody caught me early enough 
to where I can start to make these assessments based on the people I was around. We got to start funding AVID programs more. Yeah, I'm telling it's true, <laughs> man. It's so true, That's man. That's so awesome, man. It's AVID's thing. amazing. The sad thing is, man, like, not everybody's going to get that opportunity to meet that person to help them. And that's so sad. And I, I love what you're trying to do. I love what your platform is going to be doing in the future, man. It's just like, I hope you can reach as many kids as possible. That's what Thousands I want, man. Thousands of amazing kids, man. Because that's, you. If this goes the way you need it to go, man, you, you're, the impact you can have on this world is like, it's limitless. Yeah. And that's gonna be beautiful, man. I was gonna ask you, man. Do you read any books? You yeah. Have you book readers? So what? So what are I've some tools? What, what are your favorite books? What are some books that have had a big influence in you, on you? Um, I can say. Uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad for sure. I know a lot of people always say that, but that's, ama- that's an amazing, it's an amazing book. book. And uh, it's one book by uh, Edgar Tolley. Mm. Tolley. It's like a spiritual book. I forget the name of it, and it's crazy. But I, you know, it's one of those books where I just go into it and I just kind of read a, a chapter mm-hmm. or two, maybe, mm-hmm. and I sit it down. Mm-hmm. You know. But I'm not one that's big on like kind of like remembering the books. I got them and I pick them up when when need be. Oh yeah, for sure. And I got a lot of I got a lot of books that just like kind of sitting sitting there waiting on me to pick them up and read into yeah. them. I've, like the life is gonna life is gonna force you to pick them. up. I'm gonna pick them up, you know. Like, at some point in time, like I know, like I have books too. Like some of them, like I don't even finish, but like something happens in life and I remember like there's a topic that's yeah. in a book that has talked about this mm-hmm. and I can just go back to it so like you don't necessarily have to finish them all at once Yeah, if you're just rushing through them there's no purpose there ain't no purpose in because you're not going to remember yeah, you rather, I'd rather somebody read a page 50 times because it, it helps them become better mm-hmm. today I mean tomorrow than they were today Yeah, just crank through a 300 page books just to, just to crank through a 300 page book yeah so yeah. that's why I tell I always like if I go to Goodwill or anything mm-hmm. like I always leave with a book Nice. I always leave with a book, and like I look for the penguin books. You know what I mean? That's that way it can help me not search for all the other stuff that I'm not mm-hmm. looking for. Mm-hmm. If you look for the penguin books, there's psychology books, like books about you know growth and you know different ways to grow your mental. So nice. you can just see the little penguin at the bottom of the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just pick it up and read the back of it or whatever. Yeah, you're a very spiritual person. Yeah. Hey, religious or no? Uh, somewhat. What's your religion? If you had to pick one. Uh, Muslim. Muslim. Yeah. How how has that helped you? No, is it something that you hold dear to your heart? Yeah, my brother, man. Like my brother moved out when he was uh fourteen or fifteen. His dad, actually, oh, his dad. I won't say he was always there, but when he did come around, you know, he my brother ended up moving with him, mm-hmm. and uh, his whole dad side of the family are Muslim, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, when he when he went off, he man, I seen how smart. He was always smart. He was always super smart, man. But he ended up changing his name, you know, ended up changing his diets, mm-hmm. some of his ways, you know, mm-hmm. started going to, like, mosque. Mm-hmm. And I could see how he was carrying himself, you know, and how determined he was. And, you know, religion was never forced on me. Yeah. You know, it couldn't, you know, I used to walk down to the church and go to Sunday school and whenever I felt like it because it was, it was never forced on me, so nobody ever came and picked me up for yeah. it and like yeah. that, just so close by. Mm-hmm. And, um... Never really, never really like hit me that I wanted to be Christian or anything like that. But I always associated with being a Christian because that's all I knew what to do. Mm-hmm. But when I, when you talk about, you know, a lot of the traits and a lot of the the ways that you have to carry yourself being a Muslim, mm-hmm. um, very strict, yeah. It, it's very strict, you yeah. know. It's very strict, you uh, know. But it's helped me a lot. Like I, I don't eat pork, and I, I haven't eaten pork in years. Mm. 
you know, having important years, and I and I try to grow my mental and listen to the, the greats of like uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and um, and Farrakhan and even even you know Honorable Malcolm X, mm-hmm. you know even old Ali, you know Cassius Clay, you know, and it was it's just like those guys are very impactful people. You know, they are very strong-minded people, and you can't be like them if you're not strong-minded. Or got to have that mental fortitude. Something to keep you kind of, you know, sharp in the mind. Yeah. And so I, that's how I look at it. They, are you ever see, yeah, are you watched the movie uh, One Night in Miami? I think it just came out recently. Or has it come out? I don't even know. If it came I out seen yet. something about it. it I seen something about it. I, I definitely want to check it out. I seen something about yeah, it, man. Definitely got to check <laughs> that out, man. That shit. But I did watch uh, a, dope, a dope series is... Uh, Godfather of Harlem. Oh, okay. Fire. Okay. Fire, Godfather man. Godfather of Harlem. Yes. Where's where that on? It's I seen it on. I think it was a uh, Amazon TV or something like that. Yeah. Amazon Prime TV. Definitely gotta check that out. Amazing, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, bro. Bad, bad. It got a lot of the Muslim stuff going on, like Appreciate a lot of the stuff that. from back then, as far as like when when Ali first became a boxer. And, mm-hmm. How he was persuaded. You know, there's a lot of stuff. I ain't going to tell you because oh, yeah, I want sure. you to I def- check it. I'll definitely check it out, man. But honestly, man, I've had a great time on this podcast, dog. No, amazing, bro. I didn't have any questions going into this. This was a free flow. <laughs> you, you, you did a great job keeping me engaged in that, man. Yeah. So last few questions here I want to ask you. Uh, in this phase of life that you're in, I've been going through all you've gone through from middle school, avid, high school, college, everything we've talked about. What would be your life like a mantra, a quote that you live by daily? Never expect anything from anyone. Mm. What does that mean, man? <laughs> it just means that you know you want to always protect your 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 mental and your and your uh like how I look at it is it is that if I don't expect anything like say I loaned you ten dollars mm-hmm. something small mm-hmm. and you don't give it back to me but you ask to borrow it or well, if I give you ten dollars and I had that to lose you know so I'm not expecting you to give it back. You give it back as a bonus. You don't, it's whatever. But I realize that the more you expect from people, mm-hmm. the more susceptible you are to being hurt. Mm. So I like to keep my, my emotions bottled and in mm. control. Mm. And the biggest way for me to do that is to always just ex- not to expect anything from anybody, mm. you know, because you don't owe me anything. Exactly. You know, that's how I see it. Yeah. So if I ever give you something, you know, you ever lent somebody money and they yeah. – Scared to come around, they yeah, timid. They yeah, don't want to yeah, see yeah, you because yeah, they know yeah, they yeah. owe you. Yeah. I don't like people to feel like they owe me anything. For sure, you know, and I don't want to feel like anybody owe me anything. Mm. So that's my biggest way of keeping my my emotions balanced. Kind of reminds me of this. Uh, I don't. It's not a quote, but it's just like you. You got to give more than you expect to get back, and then mm. the more you give, the more you just life will give it's, you back. It, it always come back around. It always comes back around. Good karma, bad karma, man. You know, like you give into the universe. You know, genuine as possible. Mm-hmm. Then it always come back, and that's yeah. why I tell. That's why I say with the networking, always be as genuine as possible. Like, don't force anything, because it always come back around somewhere. And even if don't even expect for it to come back around yeah. somewhere, it always comes back when you don't. When you least, when expect, you least it. expect it from the like, <laughs> most unlikely See? places and unlikely people. Man. When you least expect it, yeah. so don't. If you don't expect it, then. When you get it, it's that much more like, oh wow, it, whoa, what yeah. did this come like? Because when you expect it, you have like you have the standard that it has to meet, yeah, time frame, time frame, like, and then when it don't come when you're ready, like, you ready, oh, you discourage, you go do something stupid, yeah. and now you kind of block that blessing mm-hmm. from coming. Now you'll mm-hmm. never get it, or you, yeah. it'll take even longer. So uh, just there's like timing for everything. It's time for, time for everything. everything. Yes, man. it is, man. Perfect it is for everything, man. That's awesome. 
Well, my last question to you is, and I know it's kind of like uh, deals with what you want to do with uh, the Venture Out program. A kid, like, I want you to give an advice to a kid who wants to pursue his or her dream but doesn't really know how to, maybe a little timid, with a lot of people in their ear saying you can't do it. Like, yo, like you said, you failed college. A lot of people in your ear telling you to come back home to give up on what you wanted to do. What mm-hmm. advice would you give that person? Uh, I would tell them just, you know, don't worry about the outside noise, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's something that's always deep down in your subconscious or in your heart, you know, that'll, that'll help guide you to that, to where you need to be. Trust your judgment. And from trust your judgment because everybody got a little bit of God inside of them. You know, God's in everybody, mm-hmm. no matter what you believe in. Mm-hmm. And so deep down, it's always something that's going to tell you what's right and what's wrong, whether no matter what the world has taught you, you know. It's always something deep down within that's going to let you know, like, this is where you need to, this is what direction you need to take. Mm. You know, the fork in the road is going to tell you the right way to go. Mm. Deep down, like, if you trust your gut, trust yeah. your judgment. Yeah. Because don't nobody, you got your own life. Yeah. You know, it, it might not work for this person or that person, but, it's, but you're, different. you're different. You're different. You got your own life to Everybody's live, man. Book is written it's written different, man. Yeah. And how can you ever learn if you're scared to take those chances to get out there, man? Like, wow. how could you ever learn if this is really what you want to do or not? Yeah. If you don't attempt it. But how does one deal with the uncertainties that come with those things? Like, the uncertainties. The uncertainties. Like you never know what the results are gonna be. You never know. So you kind of like when once you get you know so far into whatever you're doing and you realize that maybe this is something you want to do or, or if it's not, you got to kind of weigh that out like on a personal level. Like mm-hmm. you got to know. You got to know yourself. You know what I mean? You really got to know yourself. Am I getting in a situation where I'm not going to be happy continuing doing this or I'm not happy this whole time doing mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. unless I get a reward? And that's just like a job. If you're doing a job just and you're getting there and you're moving up, but you don't like the job at all, yeah. and you know that even at the top position you won't like the job at all, why continue to pursue it? Wow. You know? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's going to take time off your life. Mm. You know, because time's the most important thing we have. And that's the most important thing. So, what's most important to you, man? You can always make money back, man, but you ain't gonna get that. You ain't gonna get the time back. Make that. Make the decisions that's gonna make you happy, man. Personally, yes, sir. sir. Whether they make you a million dollars or ten thousand or, you know, whatever, man. Just be. Just do what you gotta do to be happy, yes, sir. Well said, man. Well, thank you for joining me, man. Like again, this has been an amazing. amazing Hey, man. I appreciate you having me on. This is dope, man. (laughs) Thank you for coming on, man. Like again. First of all, I didn't expect you to be as tall as you are. So <laughs> when you walked in, I was like, I think that's him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, why don't you go ahead and take some time to plug yourself, man. Instagram, whatever pla- whatever platforms people should be looking out for. Just go ahead and take your time. Yeah, uh, I don't really do much of the social, but uh, for, for my Venture Out, I do got a uh, Instagram for it. It's called Venture Out Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, Venture Out FLA. Um, you can follow. I'll be posting more content on there for it. And then uh, be on the lookout for the Venture Out podcast um, I got coming soon. Mm. Yeah, that's I mean, it, I mean that's all I really got. I don't awesome, really got too man. many other platforms. I can't wait for that podcast to come out, man. I'll be definitely listening to that for sure. But, oh, yeah, uh, man. As always, man, thank you guys for listening. You guys definitely go follow him, man. JJ's an amazing guy. But with that being said, y'all have a great rest of your night. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Oi. Fire, bro. Well said, my nigga. Damn, that's dope, bro. I love that shit. No, yeah, boy. Damn, this room fire, bro. I gotta, t- I gotta send a, a picture to my dog, man. Let him know this the room.
You got a partner for your podcast coming? Like, you got somebody gonna be doing Yeah, my God, brother. He wanted to uh, he wanted to join in on me with the uh, venture out because we always talking about some so much dope, deep shit, man. 